0: Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. I think few people in the fashion industry would argue with me if I said that Sara Tsutani-Maino is one of the hardest working women in fashion. Sarah is the head of Vogue Talents and Italian Vogue's deputy editor for special fashion projects. And pretty much no matter where I am in the world or what event I'm attending, I invariably seem to spot Sarah. There she is with her lion's mane of black hair, her monochrome, usually black attire, and her practical footwear. Which is a must since she's in constant motion. I see her working the room wherever she is, making sure to say hello to everyone, and she's always giving kind words of support and encouragement to the young designers who are endlessly seeking her out, and she is forever crisscrossing the globe on the hunt to discover new talents to celebrate within the pages of Italian Vogue and Vogue Talents. Sarah grew up surrounded by strong women passionate about fashion. Both her mother, Carla Sozzani, who founded the famed fashion concept store 10 Corso Como in Milan, and her aunt, Franca Sozzani, the iconic editor-in-chief of Italian Vogue, from 1988 until her death in 2016, showed Sarah what a strong work ethic can achieve and how powerful and transformative fashion can be on a global scale. Initially, growing up, Sarah didn't have a particular interest in fashion. And then she ended up working when she was just out of school at the newly opened 10 Corso Como before getting a job as an intern in 1994 at Italian Vogue. Over the years, she worked her way up through the ranks of the magazine and found her own niche, that of supporting up-and-coming talents that she would bring to the attention of the rest of the editorial team. Not surprisingly, in 2009, Franca put Sarah in charge of the newly created Vogue Talents project. It was Sarah's mission to unearth the future designer diamonds in the rough in the worlds of women's wear, men's wear, accessories, and fashion photography. And let me just tell you, Sarah has quite an eye for spotting those that have what it takes to make it to the top of the fashion pyramid. Designers like JW Anderson, Simone Rocha, Marco Di Vincenzo and Glenn Martins, just to name a very few, were clocked by Sarah very early on in their careers. It's no wonder that every young talent fashion jury on the planet is clamoring to get Sarah on their committee. 2019 marked the 10-year anniversary of the launch of Vogue Talents, and I caught up with Sarah right after that momentous milestone. And to give you an idea of just how busy this woman is, we ended up recording this podcast in the back of her black town car in between two fashion shows. All you have to do is listen to this interview to know that Sarah is one of those amazing people who you know you can always count on. She wants everyone to be a success. And if she can help you get there, she will pull out all the stops to make it happen. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Always a pleasure to see you. (laughs) So listen, I wanted to talk to you particularly now because it's the 10-year anniversary of Vogue Talents. Can you tell me a little bit about what it's been like to look back on this 10 years and what has that brought up inside of you?
1: Well, it's kind of incredible because in 10 years everything changed. I mean, even like in the last two or three years everything changed. I mean, we started doing this project that there was not this there was not Instagram, you know. It was, I mean I guess there was the application but really nobody really knew what it was i remember that i downloaded it and i didn't know how to use it you know <laughs> so i mean this that has been a huge change so i have to think about it when we launched it i mean we first thought about it in 2008 and we launched it in 2009 sending you know emails to designers asking them information and everything and they were just saying why well, you're asking so much information and all of that and it's been always a work of asking 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 which it's actually happening also now even though we are like covered and of tons of emails and requests you're still
0: asking designers even though I would imagine now that everyone knows who you are and they're coming to you
1: yeah no now it's really like a very low percentage but you know when you go into countries where fashion is still not really in the spotlight so I have to think when we used to go to Africa Hmm. or not South America because I didn't actually still went to South America but there's a collaborator that stays there Mm -hmm. I mean they are you need to go and pick them because maybe they are not used to it internet connection problems I mean mm. so there's still I mean it's very low the percentage but then there are designers which I have to say that the only thing that really has common everyone that they tend to be very very not organized I mean that you send emails <laughs> and they don't answer you and then they're because I don't know because maybe they are by themselves mm-hmm. they take care of everything mm-hmm. so but I think even after 10 years the fact of not stopping asking it's kind of my kind of way of seeing things it's mm-hmm. not that i'm gonna sit and wait that people propose come and knock on your door you're no, gonna go out there no, and no, hunt no, them no. down yeah exactly okay, exactly okay so well well 10 years ago it was just about that now the balance is different balance. but I mean, how
0: did it start i mean how did you come up with this 10 years ago i mean there was an lvmh prize there were very few you know supporting you know vogue fund, fashion fund all those kind of yeah, things 10 exist, years and, ago
1: there was the cfda yeah. and uh, it's which yeah. is the one interest not so much well The thing is that when i started working many years ago when i was 19 um i didn't quite know what to do i mean i I was supposed to study and go to london but then i didn't i subscribed myself to university here but then after six months i said you know what i don't feel like studying i don't want to lose time so Mm -hmm. i started working with carla my mother that Mm -hmm. just opened costocomo since three years but then working with parents is not always easy (laughs) so the most simple question came to my mother and said well aunt franca she Mm -hmm. works for a magazine maybe she She works for a magazine
0: Magazine. Well, oh, this yeah. is yeah. This is how this I saw it is, yeah, when I was you're 18. Like me. Yeah, because right? you're like me. You did not come to fashion. I studied political science. I had no interest in fashion no, whatsoever. But, I
1: mean, I was born in a fashion family, yes. but I wasn't at 18. I was 18. I went to school and passed around and stayed with friends. I didn't even, when they asked me what your parents were doing, I said, oh yeah, my father is like industrial and my mother, she's a journalist. So it really was like, I want to work. I don't want to lose time. And, mm-hmm. and so that's how it started. And the door was open to me. So mm-hmm. after, and the path was long and not easy after a while when you know i I assisted stylists i've been stylist myself and i really like to scout because when you're assistant stylist apart from you know shooting clothes that you need to put in as advertising you have to research and Mm -hmm. that's what i really always liked doing Mm -hmm. about that and so at a certain point on Next began which was 2005 and Franca was always very keen in supporting the new generation I mean something came up to me natural because I used to go to trade fairs and showrooms when everyone went to shows and I remember I had my digital camera doing pictures and people know I don't want that you take pictures and I always say now they beg you to take a picture that's so true yeah and then I thought you know and we had this supplement of trends where Mm -hmm. obviously we had to put clients and everything but I used to come back from Paris with loads of images to download and then my deputy editor-in-chief at that time Ariela Goggi one day told me but who are all these designers and well you know it's research so that you know the trend enclosure comes a little bit more interesting yeah. and then we were having a talk with Franca and I was just always thinking well I had an open door because I had an open door for many reasons yes and I always thought about what, what about all those the new generation those talents that nobody has an open door so Franca says but why don't we do more for these people just let's do a supplement mm-hmm. and I said yeah I would love to, and I, and I said, let's call it book Talents, and that's how it began.
0: I'm going to ask for all of the young designers out there, can you talk a little bit about um, your process when you, I mean, where do you, what is it, you get a tingle when you see something new and exciting? What is it, What the famous question of what are you looking for? Yeah, I know, everyone asks that. Everyone it's, asks that question, you're like, I'm so sick of that no, question. No, no, it's difficult to answer
1: because uh, it never changes, maybe in, it's all together, it's the message they want to give, who are the people they want to see their clothes mm-hmm. by, it's, well, the message for sure, this. Aesthetic is very important but I I don't choose for my aesthetic because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be it would be a disaster. I wouldn't <laughs> choose anyone because you know it's I have a very precise aesthetic. So it's also for me it was also learning to to see things which maybe it's not my way of seeing things, but I see that maybe that this designer has something, and uh, so what I search is for sure they have to have a strong message and the aesthetic is important because I think that when designers show you you know your lookbook and they don't have the opportunity to show your work physically, mm-hmm. the lookbook is what. Talk. So it's funny because I chose even designers where the lookbook you couldn't really understand anything but you see something, and I always tell them I'm not saying to do pictures with a white background, but mm-hmm. don't even think about doing I don't know a Kubrick movie very mental which nobody understands because you have to speak to people which you're never gonna meet probably, mm-hmm. but throughout your images, they're gonna know you. So that's very important. And obviously the quality, the designer itself, how he or she is as a person, it's also, it's it's really all together. Obviously it's the message they wanna give, especially right now, which I mean, we have enough brands. <laughs> we don't know, we, we don't, don't need, need any more brands. So right now it's very important. I have to think about like Tebe that just won the LVMH prize. I invited him in Milan last year, mm-hmm. it was the first time he He went out of his country and uh, he had messages to give. He has all this culture of Africa, Mm -hmm. but he sees it in a modern way, but at the same time he doesn't want to uh, lose his roots Mm -hmm. and he has a message to give. And so sometimes it's not just about just the silhouette and the clothes, it's just about the whole concept of what he wants to show.
0: Well, tell me about that because you travel the world and you have a team that travels the world. Is there a geographical location where you're just seeing talent just bubbling up now you've never seen before or something that's that's exciting you?
1: That's like, you know, trends that goes up and down Mm. and that's the same as countries. I mean, when we started going to Georgia for even uh, Demna and Gosha came out, Mm -hmm. uh, it was a country where Sophia, I remember that Mm -hmm. she was organizing. And before organizing Tbilisi Fashion Week, it was called um, another, she hosted journalists. I never managed to go, but I remember she hosted journalists at her house at the seaside mm-hmm. and she started all of this. So it's uh, it's up and downs. So now, obviously, everyone is on Africa and I'm very happy that an African designer went, won. Price, yeah. I mean, three years ago, you wouldn't even think about it. No. So I have to say, I mean, not in a negative way, but right now it's a trend. The thing is that you cannot drop because then it's a responsibility because if you decide to support African designers, which we know that In Africa, there's so much potential, but it's not easy because it's political situation, geographical. They're all kind of very difficult situations. But now you cannot. Now you took the responsibility. Yeah, Yeah, because
0: that's one thing I've noticed about you. And then when I've talked to young designers who worked with you, that they say is that they've met you, and then and still years later, you're supporting them. Like when you decide that you're going, you think someone's got potential. It's not for this season or because it's the geographical on trend thing. It's you really commit to them on the long term. But,
1: But that's important because the thing is that once you know. Once you pick them, you take take them to Milan in Fashion Week, in Palazzo Morando Cusani. You put them there and everyone sees them and they begin to speak with all the editors, buyers. And then Anna Winter comes and speaks to them and takes the time to speak to them. I mean they have to be prepared Even themselves As to speak with people If you Even for for me It's a responsibility Because what about I get a designer That maybe is not ready You burn him So Mm -hmm. this is important So once I believe in I mean I'm not dropping it Obviously I have lots Of work to do So I always tell the designer Please you know Update Mm -hmm. me There Mm -hmm. are many designers That then they have to chase them Because Mm -hmm. I don't know Maybe they think That they disturb you Or maybe they get lost And everything Mm -hmm. Obviously once you give them The responsibility Of the spotlight You cannot just say okay bye. Yeah. You know, and there you them. go. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. you now saw Anna. Bye bye yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's that's important. So even I mean Vogue Talents is a platform, a world, an identity where designers get in and basically I'm not saying all of them, but virtually most of them then throughout all the collaborations we do all year round Mm -hmm. we help them out because you perfectly know that when they're young they don't have money Mm -hmm. so the only way is doing collaborations Mm -hmm. and and, and we also help them for that
0: were there any designers that you saw and you just knew that like you in your bones that they were going to I mean you've had so many you've had Marco and you've had Stella and you've had I mean Arthur and a bunch of different was there anybody that just felt like a fully formed you know Venus out of the half shell kind of a
1: person well uh, I Marco was one of those because Marco, he started, he did his first show in Paris. Yeah, I remember. And then he came to Milan, and then I remember we were talking and he was having problems because always his production. Mm-hmm. Then at that time, like in the Milan Fashion Chamber, there was a different president that really didn't open up to young designers. So mm. he was calling me to help him to be in the calendar. And so, you know, then when Carlo arrived, everything changed because he sees it. As, yeah, he really revolutionized. Yeah, exactly. It. So, yeah, Marco, I think he, I saw something that but he did also collections which really didn't work I think that like mm-hmm. the one of two days ago I think he's one of the, his best collections mm-hmm. I, I think the rainbow really, connection collection well yeah. the rainbow collection but even the one he showed today this season in Milan I think it mm-hmm. was really more an adult evolution of his mm-hmm. but then even mm-hmm. another one was Jonathan was JW Anderson mm-hmm. I literally had to chase him because I saw his collection his second collection mm-hmm. he literally left his collection in uh, we still have it because he forgot to pick it up for <laughs> (laughs) Four or five pieces. Yeah, we still have them. Jonathan, uh, note
0: to Jonathan, pick up your pieces.
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I remember I was like chasing him on the mobile... You have to come to Milan, and then he comes to Milan like with six pieces. I say, where is the rest of the collection? Ah, no, because uh, I didn't understand and everything, and oh so my God. yeah. <gasps> and um, no, th- there are many. I mean, I'm very happy that most of them succeeded. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that I mean, it's not our only way, uh, and it's not just us doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we put them on the spotlight, but then there has to be a system that supports them. Yeah. And the thing is that now I see it in the last three years, but for the first like four or five years, we put them on the spotlight and then. And they were abandoned because nobody really believed in this mm-hmm. and then like now it's just about new designers capsule collection which I really hate the meaning of it. Huh. Everyone, Why do you hate the
0: meaning of the capsule collection? Oh, capsule
1: collection was like overrated mm-hmm. it's like, like pop-up shops yeah pop-up shops capsule collection now everyone is talking about sustainability mm-hmm. I mean there are those words that then at a certain point you have to treat them for what they are and mm-hmm. not just use them randomly you yeah know? so capsule collection is fine collaborations or but now all of that Obviously, LVMH price, it's hugely important because Mm -hmm. it's the first group that does something very important.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm curious because you talk about, you know, uh, JW coming with only six pieces. One of the things I love to ask people I interview is like a moment in time where they did a misstep or mistake where they learned from that and kind of shifted and grew from that experience. And I'm wondering if during your career, you can think back at something where you like this was a bad decision and then I moved on from that and became and really shifted what I did or my perspective or something like that. Does something come to mind? Well,
1: bad decisions? No, I think. But probably there was a certain moment that I was like, not stressed, but that I had to show that everything was always of high quality there Mm. was a certain point not of pressure but was like well now this is becoming huge so people are expecting always much better but but then I said what does this mean I mean it's not that we have it's not about the quantity it's about the quality so I mean I learnt a lot I learnt a lot of not getting designers immediately and Mm -hmm. wait and not burn them because Mm -hmm. there has been a few that maybe they were not ready Mm -hmm. and maybe I was mistaken because I thought that they were ready and they weren't and maybe they lost a little bit the chance even Mm. though then
0: life is you know Mm -hmm. difficult for everyone do you think that designers should do something like Susie always said to me that you know she always recommended that designers go and work at big houses and not launch a brand like that that make your mistakes at the cost of somebody else do you agree with that because it's all it's always about like i'm gonna launch my own brand when i talk to these young designers i
1: i do agree that they should do experience a big brand small brand they have to do the experience because they go out from school they don't have any clue of how production timing Mm -hmm. so a big brand a medium brand a fast fashion brand which you sure. It's not the case. But anyways, an experience there has to be because I knew designers that they launched it, then they say, okay, it's way too much. They yeah. stop, and then they say, okay, I want to do some experience, and mm-hmm. then they come back and begin again. And you know, you go, you come back with a suitcase full of experiences, as mm-hmm. we say in Italian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's very important. Even that nowadays, are there any rules? I mean, look at G G D S. Yeah. I mean, he, I was speaking to him yesterday, and it's interesting because he said, I do what I like and see and, and I'm not following the fashion mm-hmm. I don't have I'm not a designer I don't want to, to fashion trends or anything mm-hmm. and this is a way of free spirit because yeah, anyways no pretension whatever about it. we don't like it or not mm-hmm. I mean people on the street have ggds socks and t-shirts you know yeah so and you can see him that he does it for fun he's Mm -hmm. not stressed he doesn't have to like have you know the market yeah i mean that's the thing that you have to you cannot i mean the problem is that now it's too much fast and Mm -hmm. people really burnt out other people And, and that's also the market i mean we don't need so much clothes i go around here seeing shows i mean the
0: quantity of clothes is just like doesn't make sense okay but I want to talk to you about burnout because if there's one person who's that more things than me it's you so let's talk about burnout of Sarah (laughs) what do you do to recharge your batteries what is your guilty pleasure what do you do to keep yourself going because you are non freaking stop
1: (laughs) I don't know probably is family DNA I don't know I don't, that's what they always say. They say, how can... I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know what? I, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And when I travel, I love traveling. I don't leave home, even if I leave uh, my girlfriend and my cats and mm-hmm. my home and everything. Obviously, I don't like leaving them there. But mm-hmm. when I leave, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And when I come back, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, every trip I do is because I really love it. it. Never like... Oh my God! I don't want to wake up tomorrow and leave. No, no, no. If it's that, I don't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about that. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I recharge very quickly hmm. because, anyways, it's uh, I don't know. It's I have to say that probably the fact of being really loving
0: what I do it, it goes above. Any kind of yeah it doesn't loss. feel like work, yeah, so then tell me I'm curious, I, I want to know like what's your guilty pleasure or what is your you know what actually I want to know what is your secret talent? Is there something besides spotting talent? what else do you do or'm like like I make an amazing kiishen
1: ah, okay, oh my god, I'm so bad in <laughs> I don't even <laughs> how to cook. <laughs> Do you play the
0: piano what do you have is there something outside of fashion I have
1: to say that well now' um, it's it's linked to fashion but it's not linked to I'm very now keen on always uh, on sustainability mm-hmm. I do um, volunteer having having this association since 15 years mm-hmm. I organize once a year re- fundraising mm-hmm. so that's something volunteer I really work. like mm-hmm. uh, as I said I'm a very bad cook <laughs> and um, I have to say um, I love traveling Even for pleasure So for uh, Yeah for uh, The two of you When you guys go on your own Yeah so That's but Something specific No it's a lot of things but okay. the, I cannot say I'm a... Uh, no, I don't know. It's like... Travel, sounds travel, like. Travel, yeah. yeah. It's, but
0: it's travel for pleasure, For too. pleasure, yeah. yeah. People ask me a lot when they interview me about like what was your favorite fashion show ever. Like, what moved you? And I have a couple of examples, but I'm actually curious to know because you've seen quite a few. Was there a show that just rocked you to your core well, or, or there, there created was, emotion?
1: Um, I don't know which year it was, but the Galliano show, where they all come out, came out like uh, Russian puppets with... The powder that (gasps) came down down
0: from the rooftop. That was. Oh, that yeah. was kind of a show That was after John shows when he was at Dior
1: and then there was a Yamamoto show at the Sorbonne it was we were seated and there was this like structure higher and there, it was wooden and they kept their hats with a very long those stick? The yeah. stick,
0: and they held it above them as they walked yeah it was
1: all black and white it gives me your chills now yeah. <laughs> no those two shows are like wow well, and Galliano I have to say did many more but yeah. that one was really incredible because it was it was something. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I have to say that right now this kind of freeze swing shows it doesn't come, I have to say. And then there was like the end show of of Tom Ford at Gucci that was kind of moving too. Because you understood that An era the, was ending. Yeah, but era not at Gucci, era in fashion. Yeah. Was really that was the change and I think it was beginning of two thousand. Yeah, I, it really yeah. was
0: a So that was it was
1: two thousand one or something. So that was really like okay finished new chapter mm-hmm. in fashion not, not to even the next yeah gucci for sure yeah gucci fashion, for sure but in fashion as well in fashion.
0: For sure. um you talked a little bit about franca and your mom earlier but can we circle back around to that a little bit because i'm always wanted to know you had these two incredibly strong women as examples for you as a woman growing up can you talk a little bit about what you learned from them what you gleaned from them what they taught you by example
1: well i have to say that i mean we didn't we talked but we didn't talk much about work so mm-hmm. For me, my uh, because people say, ah, I mean, when you grow up in very strong and important families and you have parents with you know a very strong statement and everything, it's always difficult to come out. So for me, I never really had this heaviness on me mm-hmm. because they never really gave it to me. I remember when I was a kid that my mother, when she did interviews, always, even now, she never mentions me. And at the beginning, I was like, "Mm, she never told. And I understood that it was a way to protect me. Mm -hmm. Because she never, never mentioned, in general, her private life. But moreover, of not even saying that she had a daughter. Mm -hmm. It was like, so then I understood that it was a way to protect me. Mm -hmm. And um, with Franca, obviously, it was different. Because for me, from one day to another, it was not anymore aunt, aunt, but it was Franca. Because in Italian, you say zia, you know? It's not... So it was, uh, I mean, it was like for me was, you know, she was my editor, Mm -hmm. so then work was work, and for me I was like just absorbing Mm -hmm. and um, I have to say that she wouldn't come to you and say, you want to do that, it was you that had to take your responsibility, and once you took your responsibility that was there, and Mm -hmm. she made me things, which I was like even sleep at night, because Mm -hmm. I remember in 2011 we did this huge exhibition uh, for the anniversary of Italy, and it was this huge exhibition, Beautiful, and she said well they called me to do this exhibition and so okay you do it (gasps) and then au revoir yeah and then she figure it out figure it out (laughs) and so like okay and that was a lot but because then she understood that I was ready for responsibility Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I mean even the fact of this of the Vogue Talents was about opening the doors because Mm -hmm. for me at a certain point there was a wall in front mm-hmm. of me because I was Italian Vogue I was young my editor-in-chief was known everywhere mm-hmm. uh, the people that I worked with Luca Ariella mm-hmm. was and I said how the fuck I'm gonna get my space because yeah. it's gonna be I mean I don't wanna become a stylist mm-hmm. so that's how I you know Vogue Talents was, your, Vogue your, talents. W- was exactly. your way that was to make my your way. room and you know even the fact of uh, I have double surname mm-hmm. my first surname is Sozzani. I yeah. never used it because oh, that was my next question Because no, because I was working in the fashion which was Franca. Mm -hmm. And, Franca and you, was Sozzani. You yeah, were not Sozzani.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was Sozzani. No, but I mean, but you never, you, you didn't claim it until no, much later. No, I mean, no, no, way. no, because when
1: uh, when I used to go to school in, in in Italy, usually you use the surname of your father. Father, yeah. But on my passport, Sozzani is oh. my first surname mm-hmm. because my parents were, were, they never got married. Mm-hmm. And my mother, very, very smart, decided to put her also her surname, mm-hmm. but she put it in front of my father. <laughs> I
0: think that says a lot too
1: (laughs) so I have to say that then it was like you know when I mean when uh, Franca died and everything we I mean I said you know what it's a legacy that has to go on so I think that you know the name has to it's Live not that I'm losing mine or because everyone knows me like that Yes. but I think that now it's important to make understand that this family is still going on through I mean I'm not gonna have kids but Francesco is gonna have kids mm-hmm. for sure and everything so it's also really the legacy that she left mm-hmm. uh, it's also important to to, to bring out mm-hmm. so and I think um, that's a good
0: point
1: yeah and anyways it's something and anyways it's my surname so I, I don't see it why not that. to use yeah, it yeah. Exactly.
0: exactly all right so That was one of my last big questions. So now I'm going to ask you the five generic fashion questions, and then we're going to get out of this really hot (laughs) backseat of this car. Um, Okay, so what is the favorite piece of clothing that you own, what you cherish the most of all of the clothing that you have? That that I use the most. That you wear, that you love the most, like your piece that you love. I really
1: love, uh, it's an Alaya piece that Mm. I have, a jacket. A jacket.
0: Yeah. It, is it, what is it about? Oh, it's election?
1: two. It's, it's a denim jacket I mm-hmm. wear, which is not the one I'm wearing today. And I love the shape. I mean, you, you put it on and you feel very feminine at the same time, strong and everything. And the same thing, And no, and the other are the coats of Celine, mm-hmm. when, of Philly, a Phoebe. Phoebe Celine. Yeah.
0: Oh. Because oh. I feel very elegant, chic, and comfortable at the same time. Yeah that's a lethal combination. Yeah. What is the one thing that a woman should really invest money in? I mean you know not everybody can afford fashion, you know like luxury, but if there was one piece you think that a woman should really spend that extra money on, what would it be? Clothing You mean like have a piece of clothing or like is there like a particular piece or a particular, I don't know accessory or something? I have to say the akali is always akali. <laughs> And Kelly Bagg. Okay, damn, girl, you go. All right, all right. Who is your favorite designer, living or dead? Just one. what comes to mind first and then go ahead it's Alaya and Febe Filo. for me oh, for you it's, it's well ok what trend will you never follow? street style I can can never imagine with street style <laughs> ok last question um, what do you love most about fashion? never stops it's always in evolution Sara grazie mille yeah. yeah. hey,
1: figurati grazie, grazie perfetto
0: grazie ormai parli italiano perfettamente uh, no 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 don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seat Belt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Misho.